everyone and welcome back to the podcast. It's great to have you all with us again this week and we've got a lovely special guest that we're going to be speaking to in a few moments. Hi Juliet, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. You, Atia, how are you? Good? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Apart from that, my iron is broken, which is preventing me from doing any sewing at the moment. <laughs> oh, you're pre- <laughs> I don't know how it happened, but when we were away, we came back to non-functioning iron. Maybe mm-hmm. something electrical happened to it. I was like all ready to start sewing some projects when I came back, but they need ironing first. You don't really want to start sewing if you can't iron and it's not going to look as good. So I'm kind of having to be a bit patient for a day or two. But if it doesn't come soon, I might just have to borrow one or go and get one from somewhere. Because Well, you've got one coming soon. Otherwise, I'd have given you my... Because I've got like two irons in here and I don't use my husband's iron, so... Or if you've got one spare, then I might borrow it for. Yeah, um, I'll run down and drop it for you today. Oh, that would be amazing. Oh, thank you. Then I can start my exciting projects. When I got back from holiday, I received a pattern, which our guest is also featured in this pattern. As soon as I saw it, I was like, need to get some fabric for this because it calls for like a lawn type fabric that you can pleat easily you know when you have this thing where you're like on a hunt for some fabric or whatever it is or a pattern and I was just like that's all I was thinking about for like a couple of hours I was like no no I've got to unpack and like rest a bit not just go on this crazy fabric I'll put it aside for the time being but I'm gonna start looking again or maybe I'll just see if I can actually find something in my stash but I really want to make this pattern soon okay I have the same pattern that you're speaking about mine came in two days ago but I missed the delivery so I picked it up today I'm really excited to dig in funny thing is so one of team buttons did a pattern stash on Instagram and I bought one of her lovely fabrics and that fabric would suit this pattern so well and I can't wait to cut in Um, I guess it's the only thing that I can actually make because most of my room is packed up and ready to move and before actually before we get started properly today I must mention that we will be taking a two-week break for me to move and settling into my new home but everyone please bear with us but I would let you introduce Yes, so we've got a lovely guest with us today. Hello, Georgie. Hi, Juliet and Atia. Thank you so much for inviting me to join you today. You're welcome. Thank you so much for coming and speaking to us today. We're really excited to talk to you about all the different things you've been doing recently in your business. Would you like to just introduce yourself so people know who you are if they don't already? Yeah, my name is Georgie or Georgina. I live in Edinburgh with my now husband, Ollie. Uh, We got married in July. Congratulations. Um, Thank you. We run Hayso Sister, which is just a fabric and sewing supply shop, if you don't know, just based online. So that's fun. Um, Yeah, that's pretty much me in a nutshell. Do I detect a bit of a northern accent? I think I've got a bit of a strange accent. I was born in the West Midlands, but then when I was around eight or nine, we moved to the Isle of Man. And I don't know if you've ever heard an accent before, but it's a really kind of unusual accent, which has got bits of like Scouse, possibly a bit of Irish. It's kind of like all mixed in because you know where the Isle of Man is? It's Mm. it's in Liverpool or somewhere? Yeah, yeah, that's one of the nearest like mainland places. A bit of a mixture of everything, although... It's completely unique as well. So I've probably got a bit of that in there as well. And then I've been in Edinburgh for 10 years now. Oh, wow. So I don't yeah. know if I've adopted it at any part of that. <laughs> it's a strong accent in Edinburgh anyway. So it's kind of an unusual one. Okay. No one can ever yeah. tell growing up. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that some of your labels, I think, they have a bit of that northern indie styling to it. I don't know if that's the intentional thing that you've put in there. Music. I don't mm. know if that's the maybe that's just the style of kind of music I grew up with I guess okay sure before I ask you any questions can I just fangirl because I absolutely love your taste in fabric I love the fabric oh thank you 
So I just thought I'll say that first before anything. Yeah, you've made my day because obviously, <laughs> like, I just try to stock kind of fabric that, that I hope other people quite high standards when it comes. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, and I was just saying that when you do your stories, you always put a little, you always show what you're packing, like which fabrics you're packing, and it's quite good for inspiration as well and temptation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> looking at your fabric shop. Yeah, I asked like on Instagram whether people like me doing that, and the feedback was yes. And I don't know whether it's because there's always kind of like a natural, you know, like holes and things like that. <laughs> seeing what people have bought, and also some people said they like seeing the fabric in different lights against mm-hmm. different like backgrounds as well so yeah I thought it was a good thing to do and what I like about it is I like the combination of fabrics that people have gone for and like people's choices and yeah it's it's quite fun to like go through and see how things change like going through the seasons and trends and things like that you've probably seen recently that actually there's been quite a lot of Halloween and Christmas and things like that already wow barely ended but we're organized (laughs) (laughs) yeah it seems like it (laughs) okay is there anyone that you've started stocking recently or any pattern company uh, not fabric companies that you've been stocking Uh, anything exciting coming up soon Oh, what have we got coming up soon? Put me on the spot a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we have got a lot more wintry florals or like more autumnal florals and so just florals with like darker backgrounds and things like oh, that. Oh, right. So those will be coming in soon. We're getting some more like knit bricks as well. Yeah. I like that apple one that you shared recently. That was a quite a fun one. Yeah, I really like that one. That one's quite unusual because it's like a proper knitted fabric and yeah I'm not joking when I say that you could actually use it as a blanket if you kind of finish the edges it's chunky make a nice mm. amount of that blanket so I'd love to find more of that kind of thing and then yeah I keep on saying it but like working on our own fabric designs it's taking a long time because it is really just me working on the business at the moment yeah when you get orders in you have to prioritize that obviously it's great that those orders but it just means that I don't have much time to work on the design side of things in the longer term, that's the thing that I'm kind of excited about. We're getting there. And uh, how long's your business been going now? It's not been too long, I think. No, it was kind of, well, I mean, we formed the company around probably this time two years ago, but we didn't actually start trading until maybe November. So coming up to two years, actually, it feels like much longer than that, but it's yeah. been a weird few years, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did you feel like when you started that it was like already quite a saturated market or did you feel like you were offering something a bit different? So there's a place for you as well. I was hoping to go to offer something a little bit different. So as you probably know, we're really like colourful. I mean, it's not for everyone, obviously, really colourful, focus on kind of nice quality stuff, focusing on cottons and some viscoses, but mostly like natural fibre, nice, reliable, good quality, colourful things. It's a saturated market and I can see Lots of small businesses, unfortunately, do like open and shut down quite quickly. And obviously, I hope not to go that way, but that's just the way things are. And I don't know, I just really wanted to do it. So I had to give it a go. It wasn't a huge investment, so it didn't seem too risky. Obviously, we just started small and grew it from there. I suppose my policy as the fabric buyer, and I've always thought like only stock fabric that I would like and use myself as well. If we ever go bust, then at least I've got (laughs) the best stash ever. (laughs) Now that we've grown a bit, (laughs) I don't only think like, but that's kind of how I thought just to make, you know, if things did go wrong, it wouldn't be the end of the world. 
would you say that your fabrics are mostly targeted towards home sewers? Yeah, I think most of our customers are like hobby home sewists. And um, every now and again, you get people who buy a large quantity to make things, make clothes to sell for their own small businesses. But yeah, it is most home sewers, which is nice because yeah. then people will share what they make and then you get to see it. And it's just, it's a nice community. Mm-hmm. I feel really, really lucky that it's so fun to chat to people and see what they're making. I feel very lucky. When did you start sewing? So I would say that I started getting more seriously into sewing. I had to scroll back on my Instagram to check, actually. I think it would have been around 2018 when I bought myself a sewing machine. So I learned to sew machine sew at school, secondary school. And then I actually loved it so much that I chose to do like a GCSE. I think it was textile technology. I'm not sure what its official name was, but sewing. And that's where I learned how to follow patterns, use machine. And I actually think it was one of like the big four patterns that we oh. learned with, which actually back on it now, that, <laughs> that probably hard. wasn't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was like, completed the GCSE and then I didn't really do much sewing apart from like a little bit of altering until 2018 so it was quite a big gap mm-hmm. it's really difficult to think back like oh, I decided to buy a machine and get back into sewing but I think it's just I've always enjoyed crafting yeah it was great got a machine it's less good now but haberdashery section at John Lewis in Edinburgh, I think, is really what got back, got me back into sewing because it was just like so colourful. It had loads of patterns. It's where I discovered Tilly and the Buttons. And I think that kind of really got me indie sewing patterns and discovering how much more like, I don't know, they could be more exciting, they're easier to follow in general. So yeah, that really helped. Looking even further back, I think since I was a kid, I've always just loved making things. So I would hand stitch things. I would always like cut old jeans make things out of old jeans <laughs> my dad would like upholster chairs and things like that and there'd be like leftover upholstery fabric and I'd use that as well so I just always love doing that kind of thing yeah you mentioned um, Tilly and the Buttons and I think by the time this broadcast the pattern will be available because you I noticed that you were did a spot of modeling for them yeah I mean that was I'm not going to say a dream come true because I never expected to do anything like that but I just could never have expected from picking up that first I think it was either Indigo or Nora that I picked up from John Lewis five years ago whatever it was yeah I never could have expected to actually like be on one of the pattern covers but it was such a fun experience the Tilly and Buttons team they were just like so nice and they were kind of exactly as you would expect them to be from social media and things like that they're all just so fun and nice but the pattern itself I'm so excited about because it's genuinely my favorite of their patterns I think Mm. yeah it's a really pretty design it's different it's leveled up I think (laughs) yeah I think I'm gonna go for the blouse option I'll make it I'll make a blouse first and maybe try out the Mm. dress length but it should be out by the time this episode yeah it's the 7th of September so Definitely. Have you decided on the, the kind of options? So details. Fabric. Do you mean the fabric that I'll use or the pleating? Uh, I'm making mine to look exactly the way the model, not you, but the other model. There are two of you on mm-hmm. the pattern page and or the cover page, sorry. And I'm going with a ruffle detail along the shoulder or the armhole. I think that's along the armhole. I might not be actually looking at it because I think there's an attachment. It's got an extra panel. Yeah, in there panel. Yeah, it's so that's kind of goes arm. within that panel. Yeah. 
This looks very, very cool. I am going to go all in. And I don't know, yours doesn't have the ruffle. Yeah, yours doesn't have the ruffle on the, the sleeve cap thing, but it's yeah. gorgeous. The one that I'm wearing on there is made out of, you've probably seen it before, it's a fabric godmother viscose. I think it's like a little yeah. crab. I'm not really sure actually, but yeah, that obviously shows that it's it made in a kind of like drapier, heavier yes. um, fabric. So yeah, it looks so different as well. Yeah. I really want to try the pleated option, yeah. but I don't want to do the ruffle. I really like the collar ruffle, and that's really yeah. pretty. But I want to try the pleats and the like the blouse option with the pleats. But I need to find the right fabric because it does need a lightweight fabric that's going to hold the shape nicely. I think yeah. I'm with you with those options. I'm planning a kind of like a mid-blue chambray, but I think it is quite lightweight chambray. But I thought that would kind of show the pleating or the fabric manipulation quite mm. well like a plain fabric yeah um but making it a very light denim might be a bit more suitable for autumn winter but yeah I thought the ruffles might be a bit too big and that kind of yeah fabric. there's this rayon fabric on your website that I have had my eye on for a very long time and I think it's called spotty like a party spot for- yeah I know oh. <laughs> would you say that's the most popular fabric on your website party spot you know what it hasn't been the most popular it's been popular but i don't know what it is i don't know what maybe viscose maybe i think yeah. maybe people feel like it's gonna be slippery or something it is it yeah is slippery fabric. i'm just waiting for you to restock it <laughs> so oh, you there's no, one i didn't even brush it i'll put that on my list <laughs> <laughs> yeah because like there are certain fabrics that are very popular in a certain community that i really like but whenever i go to hunt them down find where they've been bought from it's always very difficult to get my hands on them not very quick with these things Is it the one with the white background that you like the most yes yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the one that i've got my eye on which i was thinking of this totally pattern as well it was the uh, the new fabric godmother blommer trek i think it's called it's like a flowery one with a little hands on it so i thought that would work really well but I don't think that would help pleats. I think if you did that one, you have to do the non-pleated version that's similar to your dress. I think, and I think your hard work for the pleats would kind of be a bit lost in, yeah. the, mm, in yeah. the pattern. Yeah. That fabric is actually, I wish there was like, you know, way to feel that fabric through the website because it's quite unique. It's like really smooth. And I don't want to say it's crisp, but it's got a bit more of a like a slightly crisper handle, but still being drapey at the same time. It's really nice. Mm, okay. Like luxurious. Yeah. So, can we talk about your wedding dress? Yeah. Uh, that's obviously been a, a kind of a big project you worked on recently, and it was turned out absolutely beautiful. It was quite minimalist, the fabric choice, but it turned yeah. out really beautiful. Um. So, can you tell us a bit more about your process in terms of pattern choices and what, how you came to sort of design that? Yeah, it took me so long to arrive at the final version of the dress. Honestly, like I've been thinking about it so much. I just didn't even know if it was right. It got to a point that I just didn't have enough time. I just had to go with it. So I started probably as lots of people do on Pinterest. I started searching really general terms, like just wedding dresses, just to kind of see what kind of um, style I wanted. And it was really tricky because originally I thought I wanted, you know, like a vintage style, probably like 70s with quite a lot of lace. I found a vintage pattern which featured, it was just a really simple underneath 
like a main dress which I think had like princess scenes but then kind of main part of it was like a lace cape on the top mm. and I think that's the moment that I first decided I wanted like a two-layered affair so something more kind of see-through in the top with a like an opaque dress underneath I actually had the pattern for that ready to go but then I couldn't quite find the right type of lace the lace would be like the star of the show and I wanted something like quite simple but still obviously like lace and I just really struggled with that so that kind of turned me off the idea a bit and then I came across I don't know if they're just a bridal brand I think they do other dresses as well but it's called like Camperet I'm not sure if that's how it's pronounced you might have seen it on Instagram actually yeah they really I guess modern which I never thought I would go modern but like bridal wear which a lot of the designs are like I think it is mostly organza that they use actually kind of top layer dress with more simple like slip style dress underneath mm. um, and that's well actually I really really like that style I decided on that and then it was just kind of then deciding on the shape <laughs> which was the really really tricky part obviously the slip dress is just a slip dress but then the organza layer on the top was really tricky to decide on I have to say it kind of morphed as I went along I did a twirl and everything but I changed it even after a while wow um, yeah and I kind of just thought you know what I'm just gonna go for it because I'm sick of twirling and planning so I just went for it and because I still had a few weeks to go I thought you know absolute worst case scenario I can buy some more silkoganza you'll know that the final dress version had like a tiered skirt and actually like nipped in at the waist well originally it was just going to be one long piece like bodice and skirt like no separation and that's what I had that Vogue pattern for can't even remember the Vogue number now oh I'm um, looking at it it's V1723 that's it <laughs> <laughs> so I had that ready to do I was going to follow it quite closely I was just going to change up the sleeves a bit but then actually it was a bit too big so when I walked I don't want to say parachute but it was like quite big behind mm-hmm. me that's when I decided I need to like nip it at the waist so did you make it and then you cut the waist in afterwards no I tried walking around with the twirl which I hadn't actually done before I just like tried on in front of the mirror actually I did just before I cut that bit and um, that I wasn't going to do that so I didn't you know there wasn't any fabric waste yeah. yeah so that's why I decided to add tiered skirt I was honestly winging it a bit <laughs> <laughs> I made the bodice it was still mostly based on that Vogue pattern for the top bit I just nipped it in a lot at the bodice um, down to the waist but I still wanted it kind of quite like smock style so I wanted it to be quite loose and I actually thought I could probably just like put it on over my head because I don't know if I can tell for myself I like things to be quite loose generally. So I did that, but then kind of the volume of the skirt actually made it a bit too big in general. So I thought I need to bring it in at the waist, but I didn't want the bulk of like a zip. So I actually just added like really simple waist ties to it which probably isn't very common on like bridal bridal wear but I quite like having you know some like delicate kind of bows so I was fine with that in the end I was like you know what I'm just going to stick with this and not put a zip into it but I did think I could have put like an underarm pin but I was like you know it works so I'm just going to go Mm. with it as you can probably tell I was getting fed up with the process (laughs) it actually adds quite a nice detail to it as well because it's quite a simple style so just having those ties adds a little bit of extra detail doesn't it (laughs) (laughs) yeah it was after that it was just kind of like deciding on the the length of the slip dress which is actually quite difficult because you know with a tiered skirt I was like should 
a slip dress kind of end at one of the tiers. The first tier was far too short. So it ended up just being, I think it was just below my knee or around my knee. And everybody who I asked, like in my family, they were like, it's fine, you're overthinking it. So (laughs) (laughs) that's how I ended up with my dress. So it was a process. It was a little bit stressful, I'm not going to lie. I'd actually planned to kind of like film the process for people to see because I thought that might be quite interesting and I would like to see that for Mm -hmm. other people processes but it just all got too much (laughs) sometimes the process is not pretty (laughs) it's like kind of a lot more messy how did you do your finishes inside your dress because it's organza so I was just wondering like how did you get a neat finish or French themes yeah French themed throughout which was pretty easy actually and it just kept things nice and simple and I don't know if you know but like organza are actually quite like spiky and uncomfortable yeah um, I learned that from doing my toiles so like not intentionally but bits that I'd accidentally like left exposed are really spiky so pretty much have to do a French seam I think and so mm-hmm. that if you want to be comfortable yeah I loved your shoe option I've never really liked the idea of white shoes white that I'll shoes. be able to wear again but slash yeah. dirty so yeah I mm-hmm. went with my light blue I don't know then they're, they're probably not real silk organza but they're made out of like you know like a similar of like see-through fabric which is like pleated that was mm. quite nice but the dress was simple enough that I could wear a like pleated yeah cool. and your bridesmaids dresses were they the same pattern as your dress as well yes so yeah. again a very hat vogue v whatever that number you said <laughs> <laughs> yeah so their dresses same pattern well I thought that it would just kind of look nice if there were elements that were like the same their dresses were made out of sun wash satin so very different like fabric there were elements that were the same that hopefully tied it all in with my dress and made it look like nice and uniform so their dresses had the same kind of like fluttery double layer sleeve the neck I think was the same I did stick to the original kind of simple a-line sort of design skirt like at one point I was like I really like their bridesmaid dresses more than (laughs) my (laughs) wedding dress I think it was kind of just, it got to stage where it was a bit too, everything was a bit too much. Yeah, that's a lot of work to undertake, apart from the normal wedding work, which is yeah. already a lot to organise, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. you did well yeah. with it. And your Thanks. photos came out so beautiful. Yeah, I was pleased with the photos. We had a photographer who was brilliant. I don't know, she really focused on getting good like dress photos, which I never, I didn't like specify or anything. But, and I think it's just one of those things that I never really like thought about in terms of, photographs and what I'd want to capture but she did such a good job and it took me a lot of effort to make that dress so I'm glad that she did take so many photos focusing on the dress yeah Um, doing all of that planning your wedding and running your business you did really well with it you know there's something that people well I don't hear a lot of people speak about and it's the whole behind the scenes of running a business like yours because obviously you're working with so much fabric not talking about the orders and like sending things off to customers you know the behind the scenes like getting orders in ordering them to start with taking them in photographing getting them on your website listing them and all of that how is that it's a lot of work it's quite difficult to kind of balance everything so so for example there are things that I should be better at doing, for example, restocking certain fabrics. Oh, sorry. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I should You're be doing now. Should be, no, no, no. I should be much better at doing that. It's just one of those things. Like I always prioritize um customers' orders because I like to get those out, you know, as soon as possible. So if I've got orders to do, I feel like I need to prioritize those over other backgroundy things like 
restocking fabric um yeah. but it's a lot of work so you've mentioned the actual fulfilling orders so I've got to source a fabric before I can even think about processing orders and restocking fabric so sourcing takes a quite a long time I mostly do that online but also there's kind of like trade fairs and things um, to go to which I only really started doing that this year and I don't that's probably partly because of things that reopening up um, yeah. after the pandemic so those kinds of things are quite fun but take up time as well yeah so it's not even just a fabric it's patterns so I'm trying to kind of keep increasing and diversifying the range of patterns we stock haberdashery and other bits and pieces I just kind of work on that one <laughs> when I've got time I don't like prioritize those but I know it's helpful for customers if they can like buy those things at the same time as buying fabric and patterns. You might know that we do our kind of, I was going to say quarterly, but it's more seasonal project boxes as well. So every season we do a project box, which is appropriate to that season. And I say we, but it's actually just me (laughs) working on that. That actually is quite a lot of work as well. I'm so glad that I am not someone who's doing like a monthly mm. <laughs> box because it's I just don't think I can handle that. Yeah, but at the same time, I think seasonal is quite a good amount to have, really. We've got some lovely customers who have had every single box. And I think even they find the time to make the project for each. Um, it's kind of got me thinking, yeah, that's probably the right amount to do. But that takes up quite a lot of time as well, like coming up with the project. And then we normally include all the bits and pieces that you would need and then the actual putting the books um, together as well that takes quite a bit of time and the feedback was that people liked dead stock fabric for that so sourcing dead stock's a bit harder than just like buying new fabric as well so a lot of work goes into that and then obviously I started the like designing bits and pieces as well I've done two label collections now I do all of the designing and everything myself I've committed myself to quite a lot, but that's actually the most, probably one of the most fun parts is bringing out your own designs. I do enjoy it the most as well. And that's at the moment, that's the most fun part. I think you were just talking about obviously the boxes and how you're running the business. So is there anything that you would advise anyone who's new to this type of business? Any tips that you might have for getting started? I think my tip is to make sure that you are passionate about it and 100% want to do it because it requires a lot of commitment you can't just like dabble in it so I did this kind of working full-time as well for a year just over a year actually and it was very intense I think that has kind of like confirmed to me that really you really need to have your heart in it you need to want it in terms so that's wanting it side of things In terms of finances and what you need to invest into it at the beginning, as I said before, you don't need to invest a lot into it at the beginning. You need to have a little bit so you can obviously buy your kind of first bits of stock. I think we only had maybe, I wish I'd like made a record of this, but I think maybe like 17, 18 fabrics to begin with. Yeah, from that perspective, you just need to know that you've got to take it slowly, build things up. I would say it's sensible to kind of like start small as well and learn, see how things go. Yeah, exactly. There's lots of things to think about. Yeah, Do you run any your own f- business. It's, it's not even just that. Do you run everything from home? You've got all your fabrics and everything at home or do you have to travel? 
somewhere else yeah we run everything from home at the moment i'm looking out for business premises because i want more space um i want to claim the room back in our house you know we're not in a huge place the fabric and everything takes our biggest room in the house but so it'd be quite mm. nice to have that back even though it's nice that we've got like a little home studio at the moment i've been looking out for business commercial premises probably not a retail unit like not a shop more just you know somewhere that we can operate from that's close by that's not inside our house mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah it, it is nice because I'm not wasting time traveling anywhere and I'm sure that once we do have external separate premises I will miss that as well um, but that's why I'm kind of looking nearby which is yeah, proving a bit tricky, actually. I don't know whether I'm being a bit too demanding with one. <laughs> if we manage to get like kind of off-site commercial premises, then even if we don't have kind of like bricks and mortar shop, I would love to maybe like have open days where people can come and have a look at fabric in person because I do know that at the end of the day, it's not the same shopping online, even though I am an online shopper myself. <laughs> yeah, you a lot get of used us to what become... to look yeah. out for if you're an online shopper. Yeah, I don't think I ever make any kind of like serious mistakes with what I buy online. You just kind of know what know what things are, know what you're after. Mm-hmm. So can you tell us where people can find you? So your personal Instagram and your business ones as well. So my personal Instagram is Hey So Georgie, which actually I think I changed to after I opened Hey So Sister. And I've been thinking actually whether I need to change my Instagram handle. But for now it's Hey So Georgie. And then shop Instagram is heysosister.co.uk and then our website is also heysosister.co.uk thank you very much for chatting and really interesting to find out more about you and your business i've already had a little browse just now while we've been chatting so <laughs> have a look at your shop as well thank you so much for having me i've been listening to uncut for a long time now so it's been nice to actually yeah get involved and have a chat with you both thank oh, you that's great and uh, do you, you have anything interesting planned for the rest of the weekend i think you said you've got a wedding or something yeah i've got a wedding tomorrow so I've got my kind of Indian outfit which I need to kind of give a a good iron um, <laughs> and pack before we go away but no it's normally like normal weekend errands but yeah life's been pretty busy recently so I'm quite looking forward to next week things calming um, down a bit as much as all these weddings and everything is really good fun I'm excited to kind of go back to to normal life again are you guys up to much? I guess after speaking with you, I'm going to jump in the car, drop off a pressing iron at Atia's and then the weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, yeah, I was going to say my weekend depends on whether Juliet brings me the iron or not. (laughs) And I'll I'll do a bit of sewing. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we'll let you enjoy the rest of your weekend. And thanks everybody for listening today as well. And we'll see you all next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.